Camera. And three, two, one. You're not supposed to say the one. <laughs> That's what Freddie says in iCarly. I'm going to leave that in there. <laughs> what up? It's Anspans. And this is Madeline. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to Training Camp. Camp. Hello and welcome to Training Camp. It's a podcast where three roommates just said, hey, we talk about sports so dang much. Let's just throw on a podcast if you want any lessons. Was that good, Griffin? That was a lot better. Thanks, man. Very Thanks. quick and succinct. I love it. Quick and succinct. Earlier, uh, before we before we went live, we were talking about how I stutter on it. Is it true? Oh, it's true. I mean... It takes him a good two or three takes. It doesn't. He usually gets episode. in the first take, but it's three roommates talk about sports so dang much. See if anybody listens. And I'm like... <laughs> <laughs> I swear I've got like a small form of dyslexia, <laughs> but not the kind of dyslexia that like predicts a nine and three versus three and nine season, hey. aka Will. Dang, taking shots to start off the podcast. Bazinga, bazinga. All right, all right. soundboard guy. <laughs> oh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Training Camp Podcast got a little bit of an upgrade uh, this past week. We've got uh, lights, so those of you watching on YouTube, hopefully it looks a, a little bit better. Let us know. Comment on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube right now, pause the video, go and comment. And say if it looks good or not. Plus the backdrop with the lights. Plus, oh yeah, we got the backdrop, we got the lights, and we got the we got the soundboard working, eh? And we can hear ourselves in our headphones, so we can eventually take callers during the podcast. That'll okay. be cool. We got the uh, soundboard ready. Huh. Oh. I don't even know what that sound is. Is it a dog? Is it a really? rapper? Is it I don't like, know what that is either. Is it like offset really? in the background of tracks? Huh. You don't know who that is? It sounds like a rapper that I don't listen to rap music. It sounds, it sounds like the background of tracks for rap music. Huh. It's Rick Ross. Oh, oh my bad. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I should have known that. Man. Fuck I know that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, we got a good show for you coming up. Uh, we're going to talk about the Vols. We're going to talk about the Titans. Uh, and we're going to talk about some Preds uh, as well. But, of course, that is per usual. So, guys, uh, fall break was uh, last weekend. Sorry we didn't record. Uh, it was fall break, and Griffin was over in New York City. Griffin, how was that? Yeah, it was a good time, boys. Loved being in New York. Um, I'm a huge, big city guy. I'd love to live in a big city, hopefully when I graduate. Um, but yeah, I went with an organization in the College of Business, not to bore you listeners, but yeah, we, vi- <laughs> we visited a couple investment banks and consulting firms. It's cool for me, yeah. You, you got to see the stock exchange open. That's, That's cool. Yeah, we were on the floor of the New York Stock Exchange, and I told my, we were in the background of like CNBC, their show on the floor of the Stock Exchange, and I... I texted my parents. I was like, hey, turn on CNBC and see if we're on TV. And they were like, oh, we can see you in the background. No way. You're yeah. actually on there? Yeah. So it's pre- pretty sweet. That's dope. Um, you all stayed here, though, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. School. What'd you do? So I I posted up in Knoxville all break. Uh, I enjoyed the ghost town to myself and with Jack for half of it. Um, I had a lot of work and homework this upcoming week. Didn't really feel like going home. Uh, and then Jack left. So um, I pretty much just. I know. I know you were, uh, you're all lonely without me. I know. No. Uh it was lonely, but it's, it was nice to relax and just get some homework out of the way and not have to be driving and dealing with all that stuff. Beard? I hear you. No. I did a little bit of a, a hybrid fall break. I uh, stayed here for two days, and then I went home for two days. Dude, you're going to love Nashville when you go back. Not that anything's changed. I was say, is it dramatically different? No, it's not that anything's changed. It's just like when you go back, you, you're like, oh, man, it's so good to be back. And I haven't been back ever since we left for school in, in the fall. Same, yeah. Or in the, I guess, the summer. I feel like it's like the summer. Like Dorothy, no place like home. That's a lame, very lame 
wow metaphor but wow. it's true dude. dude i think i think it's weird like i feel like by this time every other year of college i've been home at least once but i'm kind of just sticking it out till thanksgiving not i feel like it's senior year and people are trying to stay for the weekends as much as possible now and yeah titans aren't that great that's so true. We don't get back for Titans games anymore. I just realized that the uh, <laughs> this soundboard website that I got, it's got like five pages of like fifty sounds on it. So hey, we'll we'll play with those. We'll play with those throughout. See <laughs> yeah. if I can find something that's that's uh, relevant. But okay, uh, we got a good show coming up, and we're gonna start with the Vols rolling into Tuscaloosa, uh, taking on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Uh, boys, I'm gonna say it. As of right now, I hate the Tide more than I hate the Gators. Wow, interesting. I know. I don't why know what that? it is, yeah, man. Yeah, why? I think it's just their their fan base, man. They're annoying. Dixieland Delight piss you off a little bit. Dixieland Delight pissed me off a lot. If I had a dollar for every time I saw this song's about Tennessee on Twitter or Snapchat or something, oh, I was like, dude, I was welcoming it. I was welcoming it. Yeah. yeah. Did y'all see the interview that guy did on the streets of yeah. Tuscaloosa? That yeah. was so funny. It's like, we're hitting the streets of Tuscaloosa <laughs> to figure out if Dixieland Delight is a song about Tennessee or Alabama. And it, all of them were like, he was like, what's next? And they were like, in Tennessee, and he was like, "So why why is that your biggest tradition?" He's like, "Um, can somebody help me? I don't know." I was Dude, like, Jesus! And uh, for those of you who don't know, Dixieland Delight is a song by the band Alabama. So that's that's where that comes from. Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Okay. Good but day. um, there is a a thread that I think I or I shared with all of y'all, and um, it was like a massive thread of why um not like all of Alabama songs are about Tennessee. And y'all, y'all should go look it up. We'll share it on the, uh, we'll share it on the old training camp Instagram. You can find us at the training camp podcast. Please go look us up, and uh, you can find me on Instagram at the underscore jbeard. Will, where can they find you? At it's Will's World with the uh, double D's on the end. And Griffin, that was a nice little transition to shouting out the social media. I know, right? Um, I'm getting better at it. Yeah, that was good. Uh, Gbump17 on Instagram. Go follow us. And go tell us, uh, go tell us where you're from too. We post a story every single week on uh, the training camp Instagram, and uh, we basically ask about questions, questions that you guys can ask us, and it's our it's our mailbag. And we got some, we got a lot of questions, um, and also from a, a, a viewer or a listener that neither of us, none of us know. So shout out to you. We'll, we'll say, yeah, we'll save that for later. But uh, we're we'll definitely we're definitely going to answer your question because um, most of our followers, he's not being offensive. Most of our followers, uh, we know or they know us. That's and, true. Yeah. Uh, so we're glad to be reaching people that we don't know, and hopefully you see that we answer your question and shout us out, and we just start growing. Different different uh, branches growing, you know. Oh my God, Rick Ross, shout out. <laughs> well, boys, uh, rolling into Tuscaloosa, the boys, uh, boys didn't did not disappoint. I'm gonna be completely honest. I was very proud of our team up and down, and I feel like that's a rarity at this point. Up and down, up and down, top to bottom. Number two. Ah, okay. Maybe, <laughs> maybe okay. not old Jarrett Garantano. You can go back to Rutgers where we found you, but uh, <laughs> everybody else, man, I was super happy with. Talk to me, talk to me, boys. So. I got there. I didn't. It was at nine o'clock or whatever Eastern time. So I was in New York. I didn't see any of the first half. So I didn't see any. Forgive my oh, like shoot, yeah. not knowing what happened in the game. But I saw the second half. So apparently Mauer got hurt. Apparently Tua got hurt. I got I, the only thing I know is from texting y'all. Yeah. Right when I got there, y'all were saying 
dang, we're actually playing well, boys. Like, we have a chance to win. And I looked at my phone, and I saw all y'all's texts, and I was like, yeah. wait, are we actually in this game? And no, I, I, in ch- game. I checked the score, and it was halftime, 21 to 10. We were down, but I was like, yeah. we're only down by 11 at halftime? Like, yeah. And then I rushed back to go watch the end of it. No, it was great. So basically, we, we, we went blow for blow with Bama, and we got to the point where we were – uh, we went three and out on the first drive, then Bama scored and then we're like, oh shit, here we go. Yeah. And then, uh, the boys showed out, I believe we went 14, seven. Uh, and then we were up. No, no, no. 14, seven. 14, seven. Oh, okay. 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 Um, and then Bama came down, scored again, or, you know, 14, seven. And then basically before halftime, the big con- the controversy started to happen where, um, the whole refs thing. Yeah, man, that's the whole ref situation. So uh, Maurer was out at this time. He got uh, targeted, but it didn't get it didn't get confirmed. So the guy could st- stayed in the game. Yeah, it was like face mask to chest kind of. Yeah, and he kind of like pushed him over after his head hit his face mask. He it got was kind of. He really got the concussion when he on hit the, the offensive line, lineman's knee, and that's his third third uh, concussion in three weeks. So was it like as he was throwing. I didn't see the play. I still haven't seen it on Twitter or anything. Was he like throwing and then got hit after he threw or something? Yes. Yeah, he had just got the ball off and got hit. Mm-hmm. Okay. He just got the ball off and got hit. And then uh, Tua went down with a right ankle sprain, I think is what they're officially calling it now. Yeah. Well, um, but it, we were like, oh, shoot. We were like, <laughs> we were like the game was reachable. And then they put in their backup. Um, I, I don't even know Ma- his name. Mac Brown. Mac something, Brown. Yeah, something or something like that. Like that. And um, he was awful. Horrific. <laughs> and we're like, oh shoot! As long as we can shut down their run game, we got this. Yeah. Um. So we went. We go down fourteen seven. Get to the goal line, and Jarrett's in. And we're like, okay, well, let's see if we can pound it in here. Um. Oh, that was the whole motion thing where the ref stopped the game. Yeah. 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 We we motioned a wildcat. Tried to do a quick uh trick play or just a catch him off. We had one wildcat. in the backfield. Um. It was Joe. I think it was Jawan mm-hmm. in the back. Was no, it, uh, it was Eric Ty, Ty Chandler. Ty Chandler, yeah, yeah. It was Ty Chandler in the backfield, and then the refs came out of nowhere, like, 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 blew their whistles, like it's a timeout. And then everybody's like, "What? Like, what happened? Nobody calls a timeout." Resetting the play clock, and then they just come out here. We're resetting the play clock, and we're like, "What?" Pruitt's livid, screaming, like we're about to catch them off guard. And then I think we get a hold, or we get we get two penalties, two penalties, and incompletion, and we end up kicking a field goal. Were those? I mean. From what it sounded like, we had like a legit chance to tie the game, fourteen to fourteen. Yeah, 100%. yeah, we were we were on like the three yard line. Oh, about to score. Yeah, and, okay. and, and we shifted the wildcat like from the gun, like with like five seconds left on the play clock. So I saw that play on Twitter, and that's like one of the few plays I did see. And when Jarrett like motioned out, I was looking at the play clock, and it was at like whatever it was, sixteen. Was that sixteen or was that twenty five? I thought it was frozen at twenty five. I thought it was a legitimate thing. Uh, maybe, I think maybe it, it was. I, from what I saw on Twitter, it was like ticking down like sixteen, fifteen, for, okay. as we were about to run our play, okay. and the refs stopped the play and then said reset the play clock. But then I was like, the play clock seemed correct. Fine. I mean, yeah. The biggest thing, uh, the biggest thing for me, or what I saw on Twitter, is that as soon as Jarrett motioned out. And Ty was the sole person in the backfield. An Alabama guy, a lineman, D lineman, looked back at the refs. And then, like, the ref looked at him and started blowing it dead. Like, right as that happened. Stop the play, ref. <laughs> I can only imagine that's something ho- like that. That's happening. horrible, dude. It take me through, Will, take me through the, um, the big hit, the big sack on uh, Mac Brown or whoever he is and the, yeah, uh, the um, ejection. I, actually, before that, in the half, we also lost uh, Daniel Batuli, our le- leading leading tackler um, at linebacker for targeting, and that was a questionable call. That, w- that was just as bad as, as uh, the one against uh, Maurer. But, yeah, so then it's what – oh, God, I couldn't tell if it was 20, 
I think it was 21-10 at that point. 21-10, we stop them on their first two plays. Or it's first down. We stop them twice. They're throwing the ball. We get a uh, we sack him, and then he's getting up, and he barely like uses him to get up, like not aggressive at all. And the ref throws a really late flag. So obviously, instead of fourth and thirteen or whatever, and then punting, it turns into uh, first down, and they drive down the field and, they and score, and they make it twenty-eight, twenty-eight to ten. That was the Daryl Taylor thing, right? Yeah, he okay, yeah. he like used him to get up, but wasn't like shoving his face mask in the ground or anything. Yeah, I saw that. It was M- horrible. Mac Jones. Ah, yeah. We were close. <laughs> did you guys see that? Uh, so they were relating that. I did see that that Daryl Taylor like push off on the quarterback. Thing. It's such horseshit, man. It's, I mean, I looked at it and um, it looked bad from the the view that ESPN gave us. Yeah. But if you look at it from like any other supplemental angle, it just looks like he's trying to get up. Yeah. I mean like when you get up, you're like laying down and you use like you put one foot on the ground and then you push up, right? Yeah. I don't care if there's a man under you or not. <laughs> yeah. You push up and if there's not, then you just push on the man that's down there. The thing that pissed me off was they bring in the I was talking to Will about this earlier. They bring in the um so the refs throw the flag, call the penalty and whatnot, and then it's a questionable questionable call. Both announcers say they didn't think it was a penalty at all. They bring in the ref analyst or whatever, like, what, hell, here's so-and-so, the referee analyst, who's going to give us his opinion. And he go, he's like, I swear to God, it's this referee analyst's job to just, like, support the – just back up whatever BS call the refs just made on the – they never disagree. He's like, uh, I can see how the refs could call that a uh, personal foul, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, dude – you're allowed to disagree with the refs. You don't have to agree with them just because you're the referee analyst. But that just pissed me off. Also, boys, talk to me about um, like ESPN, man. They were like, <sighs> we have a mailbag question, and I'm gonna I'm gonna just gonna like bring it up right now. We have a mailbag question. It's like, it said, do you think that the referees protect the number one team in the nation just for like entertainment purposes? I I don't know, but like it, it felt like it. It felt like it, man. And ESPN was doing. Just as bad. They, well, I mean, uh, so Tua got hurt, rolled his ankle. They showed him walking in the locker room. Oh my god, that and pissed then, me off so like, much, dude. No, not it wasn't that. No, no, but I know ten minutes. Say, yeah. Ten minutes later, they pan to the locker room hall shot again, and they're like, "Oh, Mister and Miss Ty- Tagovailoa are walking down to see if their kids are okay." Oh, okay, never mind. And then I'm like, "Shut, shut up, up man!" <laughs> yeah. god, no, damn. what 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 annoyed? Oh my god! What annoyed me in the second half? They were like. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> what annoyed me in the second half, they were like, Alabama without Tua is uh, like trying to hold off uh, the Tennessee Vols or whatever. And I was like, we also lost our starting quarterback. Like they didn't like they might have mentioned it one time. Every time they mentioned Tua was missing ten times. It was like, y'all need to quit s'ing their d's. <laughs> Just say it, Will. I, I'm not gonna say no, it. Okay. But, you know, fine. So was the. Obviously, the refereeing was terrible. Uh, granted, we had 15 penalties for 90 or 80-some-odd yards. I didn't see the first half. Was the first half refereeing as bad as the second half? Because the second half was horrible. I just didn't know if the first half played into it either. I don't know. I think other than that's the fluke call in the end zone, I thought it was, like, decent. What was the fluke call in the end zone? Uh, it was that motion out. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Them interrupting the play for no reason? Yeah. But, obviously, what everybody's going to remember – the play of the game, well, not the play. The probably t- uh, Sports Center not top ten number one this week is 
old Jared Garitano calling the auto his own his own play on the goal line when uh Jim Cheney had drawn up a beautiful play to bring us within one score. And uh Jared uses his entire four inch vertical. Oh, here we go. Tries to jump over the line, loses the ball. Uh Stefan Diggs' brother returns it hundred and one yards and the game is over. So I'm pulling it up right here on the screen. Y'all can always follow us on YouTube. Just Google uh, the just Google Training Camp Podcast, and uh, you'll be able to you'll be able to check it out. But what we have here is the play that actually happened. So as you can see, uh, what's going to happen here, and I'm going to wait for this guy's pen to get out of the shot. Uh, so what's going to happen here is you're going to have Trey Smith pulling on the end. These two linemen are going to go down on these two. And this fullback is going to be here to pick up one of these uh, li uh, linebackers if they try and shoot the A-gap here. And all Jarrett has to do, and you're going to see it when it comes when we, when we play the video, all Jarrett has to do is take two steps back, stick the ball out, hand it off, and we're walking in the end zone. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, I'm going to play it right here and just show you guys what, what's happening. All right, here we go, here we go. So we're going to – Jarrett, all he has to do is back up. Look at this. So we have Trey pulling. He's about to annihilate this lineman that's coming in. Let's see if I can get it to play over again. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Trey Smith's coming and pulling. He's picking him up. Two block down. Oh, one hand off hole, right in the middle, dude. dude. God, that's such a big hole to, to I, run through. I could have run through I, that. I saw a tweet that says, like, somebody could have moonwalked through that hole. Yeah, like, dude, you really could. My, so, go ahead, Will. Sorry. My, obviously, coaches had the play call right. Offensive line played an amazing game. Um, Jer Jared calls his own audible, calls his own number, doesn't trust his teammates, doesn't trust his coaches, and tries to dive over the end zone, four-inch vertical, loses the ball. But – I'm sorry, what were you going to say? So what were, you, what were you talking about? You were talking about the QB sneak. So what confuses me <laughs> – We're all over the place. I'm sorry, listeners. So whatever you were talking about, you'll finish it later. Um, so what confuses me is – Obviously, Trey Smith is pulling, which on a QB sneak. I remember. You want to go? Go ahead. I'll, I'll go after. Why not call that play on third down? We, oh, we yeah, tried yeah. to shove it up their ass three times, and then we called the best play we were waiting on. Like, call that play on third down and do that. Like, or throw it one of the four times. No, we, we're on no, the one. No, we're no, on the no. one. You know, I get we don't trust the Alabama, quarterback. And it's Jarrett. I get we don't trust the quarterback, but, like, they know we're just going to run it, run it, run it, run it. I, Maybe try and throw it at least once out of four, but I don't know. If you have that beautiful of a running play, and off our offensive line has been holding their own all game, call it on third down. Run it again on fourth down if it doesn't work. But that's my only complaint about coaching that game. But sorry, continue. Okay, so what confuses me about the whole QB sneak play is obviously Cheney. It confused me because we ran it on third down. The QB sneak was obviously fourth down, but we hurried up to the line on fourth down. We were in the third down play, hurried up, got to the line, then Jarrett QB sneaked it or whatever. So did Cheney call down, okay, I want you to hurry up and run this run play, or I want you to hurry up and QB sneak it? No, 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 no. It was Cheney called the play where he was supposed to hand the ball off, and Jarrett and all the, the offensive linemen said this in their interview. They Their play was they thought Jarrett was handing off to Crouch to go in that hole, and they said Jarrett changed at the line. Look what's, at the, what's the purpose of hurrying, like – it's because okay, because Crouch played running back in high school, and sure. he plays when he plays lining linebacker for us. So they knew if they saw him back there that we we were hundred percent going to hand it off to him. Look at that hole. And they they didn't want them to adjust to seeing him in the backfield fast. So we went up to the line real quick and tried to run it. 
So Look we went at that hole. So we went Sorry, up to I'm the done. lawn. <laughs> we went up to the lawn real quick, and then I just didn't see Garantano audible or anything. Like that was my. Th- he just got the ball and tried to jump over. Like so right. He, he. I don't know if he told him, but he definitely. Ch- that was not the play. That was not the play call. Multiple people said that. So he might have just been under center. It was like screw it. I'm gonna QB. Yes, it. that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. And if he did that, I'm like, see ya, man. Go yeah. back to Rutgers where we found you. I, I'm yeah. just like, get him off the team. But. I mean, Pruitt and the Pruitt was pissed. What do you guys think of the? People are making a big deal of him grabbing Garantano. Oh, my God. No. It's soft. That's, it's football. It's soft. It's a man sport. That's a snowflake era right there, man. I feel like that's a whole – it's more – because he barely even grabbed it. It was like more the symbolism behind grabbing the And there's a difference. I, I don't know if you guys remember this, but Jimbo Fisher, back when he was coaching yeah. at A&M, like literally took some of his players' face Tyrell's. It was Tyrell's. Oh, was it Tyrell? Yeah. yeah. And he like manhandled it for a second. Yeah. And I was like, all right, chill a little that's bit. That's fine too. Like, but like, <laughs> I mean, I don't think that – I don't know about it's, that. It's football. If you if if people are gonna be soft, they can. Well, what I'm saying is, don't get. I would get like I'd maybe question that, but the fact that uh, that Pruitt was just like, come here, and he like grabbed like the bottom of his face mask, and then immediately like I'm like, just chill, man. Yeah. Oh, he's a. You should treat your players better. No. <laughs> okay, so that brings up the if Maurer isn't healthy this week against Carolina, is Garantano starting, or is Pruitt gonna say I don't trust you anymore? We're putting. JT Shroud in. It, if you want to go. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I mean, honestly, I, I honestly, I think JG gives us the best chance to win the game if we're being. If, if Mauer's hurt, yeah. Yeah, if Mauer's hurt, I agree. If we're being, if we're being honest, but uh, <laughs> just for like the sake of it, I'd be like JT. Here we go, boy. Yeah. Here we go. The only thing is, I don't want to just like be upset at Garantano and then start Shrout even though we know Garantano's better and then like lose the game because we our season is still like up for grabs we could still make it to a bowl game so like this is a big game against South Carolina so I say if Maurer's not healthy start JG but I hate it he does not deserve to he should be kicked off the team <laughs> if <laughs> that's a little much that's a little much I, I say force Maurer back it's not like we need like yeah Maurer might play a couple games next year but it's Harrison's team next year I say put Maurer in. He's Force fine. Him back after three concussions in three weeks. They, that was not a concussion. I've seen a concussion. That's not a concussion. What wasn't a concussion? This last week was not a concussion. The week before, yeah. Okay, I didn't see it, so I can't comment on well, that. Well, uh, they're just being so cautious because he, he's had two in a row. He went back in the medical tent, and uh, Pruitt goes over to the tent with a trainer, and, and you could see him on TV talking to Maurer. And he was like, you could tell that Maurer was like pissed off. He's like, oh, Maurer, want, fine, Maurer wanted fine. to play, yeah. But what I'm thinking is like that was just like a concussion scare two weeks ago, and then like they didn't want to do it when he landed on his head. Yeah, I I literally don't. I call me crazy. I don't think you get a concussion and get cleared in a week and then go play again. What? Oh, 100. Have you seen the NFL? No, I. Oh my God, that's so different. I agree with what you're saying. I thought it was a concussion, but in terms of SEC football and NFL football, if you get a concussion in one week, they're like, eh, like they're not like they obviously take you through the protocol, but if you you can obviously just lie and be like, because they ask you, what's your headache on a scale of one to this? And if you say two or one, they're going to be like, all right, you're good. Go back out there. So a lot of times I feel like it's the players lying that they're better than they feel be- feel better than they do. And then the other part of it is the trainers just being like, all right, we need you. Get back out there. Well, shoot, man. I'm just, I, I think Maurer, if Maurer starts and he plays the whole game, I think we win the game. Um, and I think that we did a great job. I really do. I think our offense, our D, our offensive line played well. Our running backs ran really well. 
Uh, quarterback play honestly wasn't too terrible up until the first couple uh, the, up until JG decided to implode. So I don't know. I, I'm I'm happy with the Vols, and I'm excited to see what they do next week. But um, let's move on to the Tennessee Titans. Um, great game, great game playing against the Chargers in Nashville. Um, and before we start talking about the the Titans, um, we have the Patriots game over here on the big screen, and they're winning against the Jets twenty four to nothing. I don't know who thought it would be a great idea to play uh, play have the Patriots play the Jets on Monday Night Football. This primetime scheduling has been horrible this year. They yeah. they they did that flex for a couple of years, and then they kind of just got rid of it. And it's like, I don't know why, if you have a flex schedule, at least for Sunday Night Football, keep the flex schedule and move a 3.30 game. You can do it two weeks out. Like It doesn't make that much of a difference with the teams or the fans because primetime football has been shitty this year more times than not and you can say that again it's getting exhausting because i look forward to monday night football it's like even in college say what say what's happening next week dude oh my god what well, it's not next week it's in t- it's two weeks three weeks i think a- sure? alabama lsu yeah because yeah. alabama has a cupcake then a bye and then lsu and the alabama lsu game sorry about me being on my phone i'm trying to instagram live and get some fans out here you hear me the phone hear me the phone um Alabama LSU is scheduled for the 3:30 game, and as of now, they're the number one and number two team, and there's no reason that What's they, Jack doing they should be. They, going, sorry. they should be on the. What are you doing, guy? He's taking selfies. It no, looks I'm like. Not, no, we're doing Instagram live. Why'd oh. you go like this? <laughs> no, no reason the number the number one and two team in the nation should be playing at 3:30. If they were playing at night, they could break a viewing record for a regular season college football game and they are simply not and cbs are idiots i think uh i think none of your followers are taking you seriously that you're live am i live on my instagram no i'm on, I'm on training camp oh shoot well let's go live on your instagram yeah all right we'll see let me have my phone <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna do it oh. <laughs> <laughs> all right anyway back to the titans y'all saw the game i've again missed the, i saw the last Dude, you just missed everything this week i know that's I right. missed Vols, Titans. Instead, you decided to go ring the stock exchange bell, yeah? Yeah, I mean, worth it to miss one game, no, I guess. That's true, I guess. Well, hey, uh, Tannehill getting the start for the Titans, and I like the, I like the move. Um, Tannehill slung the ball, and our offense seemed to really be working. Will, what would you got to say? I mean, Tannehill, he's, number one, not scared to throw interceptions uh, like Marcus. Marcus was playing a little too safe, scared to throw the ball. Um, he also tried to get out of the pocket way too fast, Mariota. Tannehill, he hangs in there. He'll throw the ball into tight places. Um, I'd re- and he's not scared of throwing one or two interceptions if it means getting a first down, uh, more likely than not, or getting a touchdown. Um, the man balled out 23-29, 3-12, two touchdowns, 120 passer rating. The receivers looked happy. Our offense looked energized. Our offense looked more dynamic than it's looked all season. We have such good receivers, and I feel like this is the first time we've – gotten the ball in their hands uh we've we've given them a chance to make plays Marcus a lot of times unless someone was wide open he would not throw the ball uh we saw Tannehill throw it to Corey in tight coverage three times to AJ Brown a couple times in tight coverage um he just gave us a chance to win and I love Mark Marcus Mariota more than anybody else but um maybe he needs a change change of scenery and 
maybe Tannehill is the guy we're going to ride with right now. And I'm fine with it after watching the game last week. Yeah, man. I mean, he looked good. And uh, sorry for those of y'all at home who can't see it, but he went 23 for 29 with 312 yards. 312 yards with uh, two TDs and 120 passer rate. Our offense had like four, 415 yards, I think. That's crazy. That's crazy. Another cool stat is that uh, in under in the Vrabel era, when the Titans have scored 21 or more points, we're 9-0. and That's because of MMCMB. That's right, boy. That's <laughs> <laughs> because of our lockdown D. They, they, our defense holds them under. It's – they do their job. Every game this season, the opposing team has scored 20 points or less. And that's the goal. It's like th- it's like 21 is like offense should score 21 or more, defense should allow 21 or less. And there's a, there's a tweet last – I think it was last week where it said that the Preds have scored more goals than the Titans have scored points. It was like 9-7. to seven. I think that was, that was in the past two games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Not the whole season, but yeah. No, 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 the past week. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. The week that the Preds were playing and the week that the Titans were playing the same game, it was that game where they scored seven points. Oh, uh, the, ja- the Jag. Oh, no, it was the past three weeks because we got. Yeah. Oh, no, it was no, it was Bills and Jags mm-hmm. back to back. Yeah, yeah. Brutal. Sad stuff. Brutal. Actually, no, the Falcons were in between. Sorry. Anyway. um, <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, dude, I watched the highlights of the Titans. That freaking goal line stand. We can talk about Jeffrey Simmons the whole game. I saw multiple highlights of him just shoving guys three, three four yards off the ball, and he was huge on that goal line stand. It's about time. The offense paid back the defense. I mean, the defense gave up 20 points, and it felt like they were giving up 40 because we're used to the, give, we're used to the opponents only scoring, like, maybe 10 points. So when they gave up 20, it was like, oh, God, the defense isn't playing that great. But then they come up with the clutch goal line stand. Jeffrey Simmons, Wesley Wood, you're knocking the ball out for the fumble. I mean, Will and I were listening to it on the radio coming back. We weren't watching, and, like, the, <laughs> the anxiety of when Mike Keith, nobody knew – if you were watching on TV, nobody knew the last play. If Melvin Gordon fumbled, the referees didn't. Make you couldn't a, see because of the cameras. Yeah, the, the well, referees didn't yeah, make. Yeah, neither did the referees know. They didn't make a touchdown signal. They didn't make a stop signal. Even Mike Keith was like, "I'm yeah. sorry, listeners. I don't know what's going on." Like, no way. He was like, "I oh didn't my hear God. that." Yeah, it was the most intense thing I've ever been a part of. He was like, honestly, he was like, "I know this is a high pressure situation. The refs haven't made a call. I honestly don't know what what to think." You I, never hear Mike Keith saying anything like that. Yeah, yeah. no, no. Usually they know what's going on. He's like. Our players are running down the field, and it's only third down. He goes, well, no, at first it was like, there's seven seconds left on the clock, and uh, they're going, they stopped the clock because it wasn't supposed to stop because it was a run play, and they were going to rush the field goal unit out. Apparently, that's what we knew on the radio. And he was like, they stopped the clock. I don't know why they stopped the clock. He goes, everybody's just standing around. He goes, and Phillip Rivers is starting to shake the defensive players' hands. And it was like, <laughs> it was so weird. Nobody, and Will and I were just sitting there like, oh my God, say what happened. We were like, like just so it, it was stressed prob- out. It felt like five minutes. It was probably two minutes of like, we had no idea what happened. And I, they reviewed it and let us know. But uh, yeah, like Griffin said, shout out Jeffrey Simmons. Uh, he tore his ACL on uh, pre-draft workouts back in February or March. I mean, he was signed. And that's, no, no, he tore his ACL before we drafted him. Yeah. No, wait. Yes, but he was doing all of his re- – he got signed, and then he was practicing with us. Well, he started practicing last week, right? Yeah. So, with one week of practice, this is our first round, number 19 pick in the draft. 19? Yeah, 19. Um, he had the highest defensive grade for us, and among defensive tackle – or defensive linemen yesterday, third highest defensive lineman grade in the entire league behind Calais Campbell and Aaron Donald, which are wow. two of the best defensive tackles in the league. And our rookie, who's practiced one time in the NFL and tore his ACL eight months ago, uh, we're right behind him. So that's 
good news for us. We finally have uh, a plug up the middle. That's been our weakness a lot is Jarrell being alone Jarell, in, yeah. the middle, in the middle. And now we finally have 99, 98 in the middle. It's going to be nice. I've we're going to get a lot more pressure, a lot more sacks. It's going to look a lot different. With a defense that's actually sufficient, with a quarterback who can actually make decisions. Uh, knock on wood. With that being said, knock on wood for me, with, if you're with me. Uh, with that being said, is this is this Marcus's last – was that was last week Marcus's last game with the Titans? Um, Start. I mean, unless Tannehill – assuming no injuries to Tannehill, I think we probably ride Tannehill out the rest of the season. Um I just don't see there being a case, at least I hope not, where Tannehill is playing so poorly that we feel the need to go back to Marcus. I mean, Marcus is probably my favorite player of all time. I love him to death. Great person. I'll support him wherever he goes. But I think Titans need to think about their franchise and our success as a team. And I think Tannehill brings the team the, uh, the highest chance of success. So I think we ride him out the rest of the season. And hopefully, if, hopefully if he plays well, we may sign him. Uh, for a few-year deal and have him as our starting quarterback. Yeah, so this was a, a mailbag question from my boy Tristan about uh, – same question about Jarrett Garantano and Marcus Mariota. Have they played their last football in tennis, in the state of Tennessee, barring any major injury? And um, I would say, yeah. Um, I hate to say it. I love Marcus too. Um, but if Tannehill's rocking, offense is rocking, no reason for uh, Marcus to come back in. That – Breaks my heart to say um, I'll be a fan of him wherever he goes, not necessarily the team, but um, he's a great guy and we love him. But if it's Tannehill time in Tennessee, it's Tannehill time in Tennessee. You know, let's draft a rookie, sign him to an extension and let him teach the rookie for a couple of years. Let's see what uh, let's see what Vrabel had to say after the game, since we can actually do that now. And uh, we'll kind of comment on it at the end. eh? You give up a play. The only thing that matters is what you do when you come back the next play. about it's everything we talk about about not worrying about the last play you can't do anything about the play that happened before that's the exact example we're talking about okay offense we talked about getting off to a fast start okay it didn't happen you guys kept plowing pounding getting them tired we scored touchdowns in the red zone you guys fought through okay we're 50 percent we're six eight on third down in the second half that won the game that won the game guys whatever happened in seven games we're in the same spot we were last year Okay, and we're ready to go. We got to keep improving. Like that's what this league is about. Who can improve week to week? Who can get healthy? Who can come back, understand the situations, and keep going? Hey, look! Hey, check this out, bro. That was it. Yeah, I mean, completely agree with everything he said. I think a huge thing, Vrabel said six for eight on third down. That's obviously big. In the second half. Oh, is that what that was? Second yeah. half. Okay. Um, and then also. Just comparing Tannehill to Mariota, Tannehill had great protection this past game. The offensive line played really well. So I'm I'm curious to see moving forward if the offensive line keeps playing this well. But if we get a, a game where the offensive line is playing like they did for Marcus, I mean, I don't think any quarterback can play well like that. But it's it'll be interesting to see if he keeps getting the same p- protection that he got this past game. Well, let's, uh, let's whip out a mailbag question. Yeah, let's see what we got oh, yeah. going on. I, I like the Titans' chances going forward, Griff. I really do. I think we're playing uh, we're playing good football. I think that with the Titans and the Vols, honestly, it just feels like we're finally in the position where we're putting pieces together. We're just trying to figure out what fits, and then I think we're going to have our team together. But, I mean, with the Vols, O-line looks pretty good. I think all of our freshmen – I think uh, there's a stat that came up. Is like So you have like 100 people on a football team, and it was, or like 140 maybe. On what football like team? 
on on a college football team. And oh yeah. We have eighty freshmen or something crazy like that. Wow. Yeah. And and correct me if I'm wrong. Fre- Tennessee. Yeah. Correct me. Uh, if, correct me if I'm wrong. No, they were they were seriously saying that. They were like, is that including redshirts? Probably. Okay. That I could believe that. Yeah, probably. But they were like, we have a such a young team. I don't I don't want to confirm to the audience without I don't want knowing, to either. But that sounds I like thought, freshmen I thought and I, sophomores or something. Maybe like underclassmen. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But if you think about it, like the only thing that's left is like the remnants from Butch from Butch era. Yeah, one more class, I guess, and and, and, have and they're four. gone, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um got a mailbag up, but last thing on the Titans about Vrabel's speech. I didn't realize this either, but Titans are in the same exact spot as last year at this time, which is crazy because we ended up 9-7 and seven and we looked good in the second half of the season. So we've been a relatively healthy team, knock on wood. Um, I think our defense is better now with Jeffrey Beck. Uh, I think our offense is better now with Tannehill. We have an easy few games. Uh, hopefully Patrick Mahomes misses the Chiefs game against the Titans. That's a game that we had circled as an L. That's going to be a W. So uh, <laughs> we can't be assuming W's these days. But anyway. no Mahomes, I'll I'll bet money on it. But um, that's good news. Um, all right, we'll hit we'll hit this. Uh, Connor Davis twenty three. This is the guy we were talking about earlier. Uh, we don't know him, and An unknown we're, follower. We're glad that he's asking us questions, and we want to reach out to we want to embrace fans that are we aren't friends with and are following us and really engage with them. So his question. Who do you think wins the NFC West? So, Connor Davis, 23, might be from the West Coast if he's asking this question. If uh, you are, shout out. Tell your friends, man. He might, yeah. Um, he might be a fan of some team. Can, oh, he goes here. He goes to Tennessee? Yeah, SGA, SSA, SAA. All right, Connor Davis, dude, I'm sorry. Stay limitless. Now that we're st- stalking him on Instagram. Um, Connor Davis, I'm <laughs> sorry if I know you. Let me see the profile picture. I didn't even look at like. He's, pro- he's probably an AK side guy. So, the NFC West is San Francisco 49ers, LA Rams, Seattle Seahawks, and Arizona Cardinals. So, right now, I believe San Francisco 49ers are in the lead in that division at 6-0. and The Seahawks are 5-2. and The Rams are 4-3. and And the Cardinals are 3-3-1. and Yes, sir. Um, that was from memory, dude. How about that? That was That's nice. Um, <laughs> I mean, I don't really – I haven't seen the 49ers play once this year. I know they're 6-0. and Obviously, they're playing well. They're good. Um, I just if if it was me and I had to pick somebody, I don't think 49ers are going undefeated all season. I'm going to put my trust in Russell Wilson and the more experienced team. So if I had to pick one winner, I'm going to go uh Seattle Seahawks, but 49ers are looking good. I'm actually going to go I'm going to I'm going to stick with the 49ers. They they have a formula down. Uh I love Kyle Shanahan. I love his offense. Uh right now, they are running the ball a lot and they were relying on their defense a lot, but they seem to have it down, um, and I think Garoppolo knows after making a dumb decision last year trying to get an extra yard by cutting in off the out-of-bounds line and tearing his ACL that he needs to play it smart and be healthy. And I think their defense is as hot as anybody else right now, and I'm going to go with the 49ers to stick it out. Connor Davis, I do know you, buddy. You're a, you're a pledge from one of my from my organization. Uh, awkward. It's not awkward <laughs> at all, man. I'm still learning people's names, but dude, I I love that you listen to the podcast. Uh, I appreciate you. But to answer your question, I think the Seahawks got it. I think the Seahawks got it. Quit laughing over there, bump. <laughs> Damn, oh, you're man, killing it. I said, does anybody know this boy? Um, <laughs> what about the Rams? What what are 
What are we feeling? The Todd Gurley list. The Todd. What is the deal with Todd Gurley? He's on my fantasy team, and he got me like. He's got arthritis or something in his knee. Come and, on. And, and their offensive line is garbage. <laughs> and Jared Goff, unless he has, he's a system quarterback. First of all, he's a Walmart Tom Brady, and they were literally in the Super Bowl last year, though. Because he they had the best O line in the league. And who'd they lose? Saffold. He's obviously nobody special, as we've seen. Uh, and then they uh, they lost one more. I don't remember who it was. I don't keep up with offense linemen that well, especially in the NFC West. But no talk early. They can't offense can't get a rhythm. I think you can easily say that Kyler won't propel the Cardinals. I think we can all say that. They're on a three game win streak. Yeah, he's doing way better. I than I still don't think that he's going. You just don't like him because he's five nine. I, I just don't <laughs> think he's going to be a great quarterback in the NFL. Jack, I'm sorry. I'm five nine. I could be quarterback. No, in the but NFL. listen, listen. You couldn't quarterback. Sixteen a game team. season. <laughs> <laughs> Better than your ass. Okay. okay. <laughs> Defending Whoa. champs. Sorry. I did my best back there. All right. Y'all quit bickering and let me present you with some, some yes. facts. Go ahead, Jack. Uh, 16-game season, don't think a rookie can can quarterback you to greatness on that one, especially when you got the Cardinals. You got old-ass Fitzgerald, who can well is probably the only hope that you have in your receiving court. At least six catches a game. Larry, you're not going to be able to do it. Uh, Damn, just throwing shade. Larry Rams? Fitzgerald. Nope, don't see it, especially I think they're uh, – Even with the Jalen Ramsey signing? Yeah, man. I really don't think that that defense – I mean, I think the defense is going to be solid, but to be honest, I don't think that if you don't have Gurley, if you don't have like a, a dual dual threat in that regard, like a running ba- a running game and a passing game, I don't know if you can get it done. Uh, I, the Seahawks are my best bet. Um, I think you got experience with Russell Wilson. And uh, Chris is Chris Carson still, still on the Hawks? Yeah. He's fine. Yeah, he's, he's fine. He's, he's just fine. fumbling a lot and – the Seahawks rely so much on Russell Wilson to s- bail them out, and their defense. He's is been doing horrible. it for so long. Though. That's why you got to bet it all on the 49ers. Bet it all on the 49ers. That's a hot take. Very. Not, not bet it all on the, to win the Super Bowl. To win the NFC West. No, that, no, 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 yeah, yeah. Fuck no. But seriously, I think I think the Seahawks are my pick for sure. Seahawks are my pick. Um. All right, boys. Do we have another mailbag question, Will? Um. We kind of. Skimp, we kind of answered them uh, accidentally if we haven't hit them. I know, uh, I know Madeline St. Clair had not Shout out Madeline for uh, an- asking us very many questions. We've already, on a previous podcast, we did favorite UT memory, right? Or sports memory, I guess. Yeah, we did We that. did favorite sports memory, yeah. Yeah, so, uh, but everything else we've pretty much answered. You you said the uh, number one team earlier, and we talked about the other ones. But uh, Carter Neatfield said go Mox. I don't really see how that's a question. Go Mox uh, in, in, in what, Carter? <laughs> we beat f- them in football. <laughs> we can brag that we beat someone in football. We did beat them in football. <laughs> yeah, take that Maki top. Um, Maki no, top? I like that. I didn't just make that up. That's a thing. Is it really? Uh, okay. Yeah. That, it. yeah. No, that was a thing. It's like a joke thing. Is that supposed to be making fun of us or making fun of them? No, it's just like uh, since we're Rocky Top and they're Rocky Top because we're kind of part of the same system. Cool. Dude, I, cool. I saw a uh, I saw a funny tweet from uh, one of our acquaintances. Uh, she goes to an art school in New York, and some of y'all might know who I'm talking about, but I'm not going to say her name just in case. Um, but she goes, she tweeted, I, th- I found this so funny. She goes to like an art school in New York, and she goes, uh, I want to start a Barstool Mary Mount Twitter. <laughs> and I was like, I thought that was so funny for some reason. <laughs> All right. Um, you, want, you boys want to talk? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, you got a tweet of the week? Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of a video, but I can explain it to you without the video. You don't, Here, shoot, really send necessary. it to me in a direct message, I just, and I can. I, d- I actually just did. Oh, bet then I like can right put it on the podcast. The, I can put it on. But the a little background. So, obviously, the Titans are probably going to draft the quarterback this year, and one of the top five quarterbacks is Joe Burrow of LSU. He probably will not fall to us, but in an interview before a game, he was asked what his favorite. Well, what if he was a cartoon? 
Who would he be? Let's and, let's and take a look. This at might it. be the roughest answer you've ever heard in your life. Let's take a look at it. Uh, I'm gonna pull pull this back, and then I'm gonna make sure that the sound is on and it's up, and then I'm gonna do it right here, and then here we go. Here we I, go. I don't want him anymore. Oops, sorry. Where's the play button? I'm trying to find. Look at your button. computer, guy. Squidward from SpongeBob. Yeah. Why? A lot of things anger him, and I try not to be that way, but I, that happens to me sometimes. Kind of stuff. The cartoon character most. Wait, what? They asked him the cartoon character most like him, and he said Squidward. Like the what are the worst worst cartoon character of all time? You don't like Squidward? I'm saying like, who wants to be Squidward? He's miserable. Yikes guy. He's miserable. He <laughs> he d- never has fun. Yikes he seems like he will usually have fire tweet of tweets of the week. But How? I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say <laughs> yeah. this one was a dud. And that is your <laughs> tweet, tweet of the week. week. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd want to be Squidward. You, you, play, you played the video like halfway through. It, it, he it said looped. he wanted to be Squidward. It looped because we finished no, you, it. You, you like missed the first half. I didn't. Yeah, understand he said he wanted to be Squidward. Why Squid- is that funny? Squidward sucks. He is, wants to have no fun and he hates life. <laughs> Great tweet of the week. Is that for your franchise much, quarterback, or do you want SpongeBob as your franchise quarterback? For how much you want, for how much you scroll through Twitter, I'm shocked you couldn't find a better. Twitter and honestly, dude, I'm taking I'm taking Squidward as my franchise quarterback. He's he's cool. He's collected. He's analytical. He uh, he's got hates. tentacles. He's probably got tentacles. Hard, he probably, probably hard to die. injure those. Do you want a SpongeBob going? <laughs> I'm just gonna throw the ball here. <laughs> Y'all are dumb. If you want to be Squidward, get Griffin, out of my life. Griffin, do you side with me on this one? Oh, I can Griffin is the human person of Squidward. That's why he sides. What are you? Ta- How am I Squidward? Because you like Squidward. That's why. I don't. I like all of SpongeBob. If you're a real SpongeBob fan, right. you like Squidward too. I'm done with you. All right. And that is your Squidward, 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 Squidward. tweet of the week. Boo. Right. It's okay. All right, let's talk about some Preds. Will, you'll get some redemption next week. I'm sorry. I'm yeah. sorry we're just wrapping up. Y'all are, here. though. Will always finds fire tweet of the weeks. This one was just, you know, a little less fire. <laughs> some would say a little Unless you want to show Joe Burry. <laughs> we could show Joe Burry with his pants down. Oh, we could do that. Yeah, that was well, funny. Well, probably should. Nah, probably should. All right, Griffin, <laughs> kick us talk, off, baby. Let's talk about some Preds, boys. Predators. So I didn't get to watch any of the games. Y'all saw some, but I got the Loser. scores for you. Cool, man. Just don't be salty at me because you had a bad tweet of the week. Anyway, <laughs> Preds, this week we played at the – we're on our West Coast tour. Played uh, at Vegas Golden Knights, at Arizona Coyotes, and uh, – Can you stop? Thank you. And we played against the Panthers. Was that home, Jack? Uh, no. Wait, that was whatever uh, yesterday's game was. I think it might have been home. Yeah, so, okay. Uh, we won in Vegas. That was probably – I saw some of that game – one of the best Preds yeah, games. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was at home. Yeah, one of the. That was the shootout. Yeah. Um, so we beat Vegas five to two in Las Vegas. That was one of the better Preds games I've seen all year. The offense looked extremely uh, powerful, and Vegas is one of the fastest teams in the NHL. And we hung with them, and we beat them by three goals. So we were riding that high until we got to Arizona. Then we lost five to two. Apparently, that was pretty much of a dud. I didn't really see that game. And then we played home against the Florida Panthers, and we lost three to two in a shootout. So something to note about this season, for me at least, is UC has played three. UC Soros, our backup goalie, has played three games. He is 0-3 with a 4.75 goals allowed average and a .853 save percentage. And against the Coyotes, his three games, he gave up five goals against the Coyotes, seven goals against the Kings, and five goals against the Red Wings. So not the best start you want to see from UC Soros. Y'all chime in on this, but 
I, it's obviously not all his fault. He could be getting better defense, but the Preds are not on the top of their game by any means right now. I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, I think the, the games that you've seen Pekka play, he plays pretty well, um, just as Pekka does. But I, uh, And we were texting about this in our group message when we were all in three separate places. We were like, guys, what is up with the Preds right now? Yeah. And I kind of made a point. I said, I think the Preds are responding instead of, uh, instead of taking the first shot. They're just kind of like – hey, uh, we're down two goals. We should probably get three right now. And I just think that's the wrong mindset to have, especially with the talented team that we really do have. Um, I think the Duchesne trade was fantastic. I think we're doing a lot better now that PK is not here. Yossi really quarterbacks that defense now rather than PK. And um, Griff, did you did you see this game? I did not, no. Oh, so that's Panthers why. Game. We're playing that, the Panthers highlights on YouTube right now if so you're watching. That's why you're listen, watching them. The, yeah, this, this, was on, this was on the same time as the – Houston Yankees in the Yankees game and then halfway for the uh Tennessee game. So I was flipping back and forth, but this I, was this was when Tennessee this game was happening as, as Tennessee playing. was getting like as the goal line play happened. So yeah. Y'all give me your you must have seen some of the games. Give yeah. me your if you have something we need to improve or what is going on with us, because obviously I didn't see it. So. Um, I only think it's a mindset thing. I really do, because I think we're, we we have the the fire to do it. Like, Turris is sniping shots. Duchesne's uh, making a lot of good assists, and he's scoring, too. Uh, Yossi's good, as always. I think Fabro's stepping up. I, I really have no complaints other than, like, this mindset that we really have to just from what Go. it seems like to me, yeah, we don't really show up until the third period. Like I know Classic this, Preds. This Florida Panthers game went scoreless until like halfway through the second period. So, I mean, and um yeah, Okay, so Phil, obviously yeah, uh, actually I don't know if they, but Philip Forsberg's been out for two games in a row. And we lost. Well, we went to overtime and won and lost and then we lost one in regulation. Uh we tried Daniel Carr. It doesn't seem like we like Daniel Carr. We tried to put him on waivers. He cleared, so we have him back in Milwaukee. Oh now. really? I didn't know that. Yeah, he's back in Milwaukee. We, we we pretty much cut him and he cleared. And then I, I don't even know this other guy that played on this night. Um we let another rookie pretty much play and um didn't perform. Honestly, I think we're so solid and I think we're kinda of freaking out that Phillips not there and kinda of mixing lines around and stuff. I would just say keep the lines how they are. And I I know I hate to say this. We have extra defensemen. Sign another offensive free agent that's just decent. Like, the best offensive free agent that's out there is probably a below-average player. Anytime someone's injured, just bump up everybody and let that offensive free agent play on the fourth line because letting rookies try out right now, it's like it's not helping us at all. Um, so I'm, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but no, I kind of disagree. So it seems like to me that – I mean, if, if you look up and down our lineup for on our forwards, I mean, our, the offense, the names on our roster are insane. The offensive firepower we have. Arvidsson, Benino, Duchesne, Forsberg, Granlin, Grimaldi, Yarncroke, Johansson, Salamaki. Ha, <laughs> my name, Ika. Uh, Sissons, Craig Smith, uh, Trennan. That's, that's more of the – It was yeah, Trennan, you, yeah. Yakov Trennan, Calteris, and Austin Watson. Yeah, so – Great names. Good offensive firepower there. And then – Laviolette's system is the defensemen jump into the rush so they can create offense. They're not just going to hang back and play defense the entire game, which is great. But it seems like to me these games we're losing, we're giving up four, five, six goals a game. And I'm like, okay, I understand our offense is, is a lot better this year, but that doesn't mean we just can't play defense. Because these games are like six to five, or we lose five to two, or the other team scores six yeah. to three, or whatever it is. And I'm like, we just got to 
and, up. and maybe we got off to such like a, a hot like start being like man this new groups these new groups are working that yeah. we like we're forgetting like hey we got to play defense on the other end kind yeah. of thing i think you i think you're onto something there i mean we're four three and one now and obviously it's through eight games but but hey your your dad earlier made a good point plenty of hockey well, you, either your dad or your mom made a good point um shout out mr and miss bumpus uh, they're saying, yeah, we never do well in these years that we start out like twelve and zero or That's like true. eleven and one, and then like, yeah, we Let never start out. Well. And they also said, we're kind of done with the, not done with the regular season, but like, get to the playoffs and try to be hot going into the playoffs. Like, yeah. who cares if you're number one seed? Who cares if you're number eight seed? An eight seed, like, yeah. it's if you're hot in the playoffs, and we have the talent to be an eight seed and win it all. Like, I agree, but I know defense needs to be better and UC needs to be better, but. I don't think it would hurt to have another guy, at least just in case of injuries, that's experienced a veteran player that knows just the places to be to prevent those goals and to maybe knock one in every now and then. But The, the one thing that I will say um, about this is I like that we're, we're, we're peppering the net always, man. We're peppering the net always. Like, I don't care if it's a shot right in the goalie's stomach. Like, we're getting shots on net, and they're falling. They're falling eventually. I think as long as we get back and play defense, I think the Predators are going to be just fine. This thing that I'm watching, right? We're watching the highlights still, and it was our first goal against the Panthers game. I mean, Jack was just talking about this. It's so Preds. We're down two to nothing, and I feel like the majority of Preds games I watch will be like down a goal or two, and then we get one. It's like, yeah, boys, like come on, rally, like get back in it. Yeah. I'm tired of this. I'll get back in it. Like I, we can come back. Like where's this Penguins mentality? Like I'm gonna try and beat the shit out of you every single game. Yeah, I want to be the team that's up by three goals, and the other team's like, yeah, let's get back in it or something. I'm tired of having to come back from all these goals down. I think that that's just such like, I think that's also such like a Nashville mentality too. Like we don't, we haven't had like a franchise that's like insane. You yeah. Know? Like, like I think that you can take Nashville franchises and then compare them to like Boston franchises. You know, like the when the Celtics were insanely good, the pa- the Patriots are really good now. The Red Sox are have been pretty good the past fifteen years. Like you play to win the game and you. Try and go. Oh, that was so nice. That's that goal. Terrace's sniper. Oh, that was so nice. That's but it like, for regulation. We're, we're always the underdog. It's about time that we start playing like we're favored. Yeah, I agree because we have a good enough team to do it. But yeah, like you said, Will, a lot of season left. They'll obviously get their chemistry going and hopefully start playing well here. And speaking of favored, I know we're running out of time, but the Predators are literally favored in probably 95% of the games that they play and on Bavada. On in Vegas, yeah. yeah. And it's, I mean, we need to start acting like it. Start showing people that we deserve to be favored. That we deserve to ninety percent of the time beat the crap out of people. Like, well, quit, hey. quit reacting and start whatever you said. I think uh, I think Maurer's gonna carry us to victory the rest of the year if he stays healthy. Uh, Harrison Bailey's coming in to learn from him right behind him. I think Tannehill's gonna is the best thing for the Titans right now. We need really need to start worry about winning. Like you said, well, I think that uh, this is the same start that we had last year, and we ended up. Almost go to the playoffs. We, yep. had, a, we had a record, too, but uh, Nine we lost and seven, a tiebreaker. And then we lost a tiebreaker to the Colts. Um, and then I think the Preds are in a good position, too. I think that we really got to start caring after Christmas comes around. And then that's really when we'll we'll start tracking, tracking the Preds. I think right now it's just kind of like the warm-up period. Let's see how we're doing. Let's figure out our game plan. But, um, I mean... UC's 0-3 right now. Uh, Peck is playing as good as he can. I think as long as we play defense, it's all right. Any uh, any last thoughts, gentlemen? There's a lot of game out there for all three. Preds, Titans, and Vols. A lot of season left for everyone, so let's keep in it. Connor Davis, I'm sorry I forgot you, dude. I'm gonna, Believe me, I'll remember you here on out. <laughs> and uh, let us know. Text us uh, 
Instagram DM us, whatever. What what we can do to be more engaging and a uh, better podcast to listen to and watch. And um, we want to start interacting with fans and uh, doing what more fans want. Uh, and, yeah, follow us on all our social medias. Yeah, going along with that, guys. Sorry this podcast was a little bit uh, – we're, we're coming off of an off week. We didn't record last week. I think that kind of messed us up a little bit. We got new lights. Uh, we got headphones on now. So I think we're just trying to, like, relearn the whole podcasting era. You know? Yes, Will and I have our Xbox headphones on. We don't <laughs> we don't need the chirps from the crowd. We understand. Thank you very much. Sponsor is Turtle Beach. Yeah, okay. That's my yeah. sponsor this week. Hey, hey, uh, speaking of sponsors, Griffin, who's uh who are you shouting out? I'm still shouting out Spittin' Chicklets Podcast. We tweeted at him, we didn't get much back, but we're loving the Pink Whitney boys. Thanks for everything that you do, Barstool Sports. We're big fans. Big fan. Uh shout out Section Tens, uh shout out Spittin' Chicklets. Will. Natty Ice, you never steal me wrong. Beer of choice. I'm getting more people on the train. You better sponsor me now before I ask for money. I just want beer right now. <laughs> Man. Shout out Section 10 Podcast. Shout out to uh, Jerry Carabas, one of my inspirations for getting this started. If uh, Y'all need to look him up. Red Rocket, baby. Uh, guys, that's going to that's gonna wrap it up from us. Uh, thanks all for listening. Be sure, be sure to rate us five stars on uh, Apple Podcasts. Follow us on Spotify. Like this video if you're watching on YouTube, and, and, and seriously, like, send us a comment. Say, like, does this look good? Does this look good? Because uh, we want to know, too. But, uh, boys, uh, you can find me on Twitter at uh, the underscore jbeard. Will on Instagram at uh, it's Will's World, double D's on the end. Yes, sir. And uh, Griffin, I can never remember yours. Gbump17. Gbump17. All right, guys. Uh, hey, we're out of here. Thanks for listening. Make sure to rate us. And we'll see you next week. Yeah, it's going to be a fun week. Go balls. Go Titans. Go Preds, baby. Peace. See ya.